people try to promote to everybody. You can't be everything to everyone. You need to have the right messaging. You can't, not that you can't, you can, but it's not effective if you say, hi, I've got belly dance classes. Uh, Feel joy in your workouts again. That's very general. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Belly Dance Live podcast. I'm your host, Jana Komarnitska, and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about belly dance art form. Plus, I really like like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. Stackable drills is a tool that helps belly dancers to drill their technique. This is your perfect guided lead and follow training companion. Maximize your practice time by following pre-made sequences or by doing your own selection of available one-minute drills and stacking them into a playlist perfectly tailored to your own needs. You can sort by levels and topics and you're guaranteed to never fast forward or skip a section again because it's all about dancing with no talking. Just press play and drill the move. Full details at stackabledrills.com, direct link in the show notes. New year is often associated with new beginnings. Here we have new season of the Belladins Live podcast. We also have new season at the Yana Dance Club and literally this day starting our first intensive on vibration shimmy inside the Yana Dance Club. It also means new season of classes and courses for many of you. And of course, it also means new goals, new dreams, or at least giving a fresh start to something that maybe have been on your mind for a long time. And I know for many of you, it is important to make 2023 a breakthrough year and to up-level your business business activities in dance, including teaching classes, live, online, in general, but many of you probably have this uh, mindset that you do want to make it work finally this year. And in this case, our today's conversation will be very, very helpful and inspiring for you. Our amazing guest, Orit, has over 25 years of experience in fitness and dance. She grew up with Yemeni folk and oriental dance and has a degree in contemporary dance from SUNY College at Brackport. Her project, Sharky, has been featured on NBC, ABC, CBC and CNN, among other outlets. Some of Reed's Belly Dance Awards are Belly Dancer of the Year and Middle Eastern Champion of North America. She's led packed classes worldwide and has worked with thousands of men and women to realize their fitness potential. And in our today's conversation, she talks all insights into her business approach, business mindset, and business systems that she applies in her teaching projects. Today you will learn about building the systems for your teaching activities, the importance of confidence for a teacher, you will also learn how to check if you are ready to teach and charge money for those classes, you will find tips for promotion of your classes and 
the importance of nurturing your newsletter list. And this is just a couple of things that we actually talked through in our today's conversation. I'm really happy to have a read back on the podcast. We did our first interview in 2019 and it was episode 67, in case you missed, where we talked about beginning of Reed's dance journey, but also about the concept of belly dance as a fitness workout in general. So if you want to dig more into the style of her teaching and her classes, I would definitely recommend to listen to that previous interview because it gives way more insights since in our this conversation we did continuation and we talked more about the business aspect of teaching, teaching online, teaching in person, but teaching in general dance classes. She's also currently running a bunch of different projects, a bunch of different projects online for dance lovers as well as instructors, and a lot of her initiatives are out there online, uh, available as uh, resources and some challenges or even workouts, so definitely check out also links that I included in the show notes, and we obviously will talk about them in the interview itself. And on this note, I wish you good luck with your dancing, hope you in get inspiration for your upgrading your teaching business approach and mindset, first of all. And on this note, enjoy the interview. Jelena and Belly Dance Evolution are back, taking their show and programs across the globe. You know how many guests we had previously on this podcast shared how much the experience with BDE pushed their dance career. You can have it too. Audition for Jelena's latest production and join Jungle Book cast. All details at www.joinbde.com. Direct link in the show notes, joinbde.com. Hello, dear Orit. I am very happy to welcome you back to the Baladins Life podcast. Three years since our first interview, so welcome back. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me back. I know three years, gosh, time flew by so fast. Yeah, actually even more than three years so far. So for everyone who is listening and tuning in and somehow missed our first uh, interview, I highly recommend to go back to episode 67, where we uh, talked a lot about your dance story, but the beginning of your dance story, how you entered belly dance and how the element of fitness change the balladance. That was the main topic of our first interview. But since then, since this three and a half, I would say, mark, time mark, uh, I would like to open this question asking, how do you feel, did anything, oh, I'm sure changed, but what were the biggest changes for you personally, for you as a dancer, for you as a business owner in this last three, four years since our previous conversation? Well, um, I was already teaching online, but what really changed is that I had to take everything online. So really learning systems and realizing I couldn't do it on my own. And I had to hire a team to help me who, and they're still on my team. Um, so that was the, the biggest thing. Um, as far as when it comes to business, but personally, like when it comes to me dance and my practice and just belly dance in general, um, there was a lot of chaos going on online. Um, 
And um, it, it brought me to really introduce people about my culture. Um, I know that there were issues with people of, you know, statements toward people of color or people of a certain faith and what have you. And so I really felt strongly to come forward um, and educate people about, um, about who I am and how I feel. What was the main message of that uh, like communication or education that you felt you really want to deliver to people and uh, make sure it's clear or clarify like this specific like was it like one message two or was it in general like a bunch of things but if you can like you know summarize in like one main message sure. can you somehow like put it together Yeah just um I guess I guess the message of Uh, gorgeous dancers of color who felt like they weren't treated equally. And it made me kind of think, I was like, hmm, did I have experiences like that? Or maybe it just kind of went over my head. So it just, it's, it made me think about my past experiences with producers and how that went. Um, um, and when uh, people were doing this anti Israel type of campaigning and stuff like that and assuming things about me not like not, not, not like you know putting my name on it but just assuming things about Jewish people um, just generalizing you know people don't know who I am you know <laughs> and then and then to lead up to that even more like people not understanding about the diversity of the Middle East and um, and that Jewish people come from all, regions of the world <clears throat> and in fact belly dance is part of jewish culture depending where you are from right mm -hmm. um so so i really had to educate people about that or start to educate people about that I, I, i'm a jewish person where my ancestors came from arab lands we spoke arabic um we did belly dance we made an impact on arabic culture um And, and their food and their dance and their fashion and their music. Um, and Muslims now to this day talk about us and how much impact we made on the culture. Um, so, so yeah, so that's, uh, that was my mission from all of this. <laughs> that's actually a very interesting topic. And you brought it up that last three years and all the discussions in the world made you think and ask this question if you felt any differences in the approach towards you um, in general in the dance sphere. So I would love to ask if Like last three years, there was a lot of discussions and you even mentioned that there are a lot of assumptions uh, like about you specifically, like taking your story based on your background. But if to think previously, before those three years and before those really, really big discussions, that, because discussions were for a long time and it, it's not like a new topic, but last three years was really a peak. So if to think before that, that question that you asked yourself, that you mentioned, oh, did I actually experience anything uh, like a different approach just because of my background, but before three, these last three years, so did you experience or did you not experience? Personally, like for you in your dance journey, in your dance story. Yana, I don't know if I experienced it. I'll tell you why. I guess ignorance is bliss, right? Um, I, I come from the ethic, the work ethic of 
always try your best, always try your hardest. So every time I received a no from someone, that made me work harder. Or every time I received a no from someone, that made me create my own opportunity. So if they don't want me, then I'll create it so I am doing it. Mm. So so that's that's how I thought. I, I didn't know. I think I was clueless. Um, I, I really wish I can I can pinpoint an event, but I can't. That's I know sweet. some other people can pinpoint events. But I cannot. Maybe it's just who I am. Maybe I don't see things that way. I don't know. I have no idea. Mm. Ah, I was just curious to know like uh, yeah. your personal like uh, story and approach because everyone will have different uh, um, different experience even on the same like subject or in a similar situations, but it still will be different. So thank you for sharing yours. That's very interesting. Another thing that you mentioned that caught my attention, you start talking about systems, systems in business. And this is the topic that for so many dancers, it's so, I would say foreign, like dancers really shy away to talk about business. And even to think like for someone to speaking like, what do you mean business system? Like, I don't even know what's that. Like I, I just teach classes. I just know I have like a Zoom class. I need to advertise it. I need to get people in, in my class and that's it. But what do you mean by business system? <laughs> sure, absolutely. Uh, system to me means anything that's gonna be make my life easier because it's automated. Yeah. So when I for me, when I talk about systems, I'm talking about the customer journey. They buy for me. And then what do they experience? What email do they then get? Um, how do they get the links to things? Do I create a portal for them? Or do they have to email me for it? Is everything done manually? Um, yeah, follow up emails, like automation in general. That's what mm. I need. Yeah. You use in your uh, vocabulary a lot of business terminology, like automation, sport, uh, follow-up emails, which for dancers, like they're quite unusual. Like many dancers, they don't really get into it. How did you educate yourself from business point of view? I keep learning. I keep learning from business coaches online. I have to learn. I have to stay on the up and up. Otherwise, I'm going to get lost and then I'll be irrelevant. You mean business coaches like different, I don't know, business courses, one-on-one -on -one training. Can you share a little bit about you and why did you start at the first place thinking about like, you know, business coaches or anything like that? Uh, because it's the only way to grow. You only know what you know to get to a certain point. In order to get to the next level, um, you need guidance. You have to, Yana, and everybody who's listening, invest in your growth. Invest in learning so that you can get to the next level. If you're ever wondering why you are staying stagnant and not making more money or not getting people through the door, you should consider having help from someone, either from paying someone or searching online and maybe possibly trying to get free information out there. Um, yeah, maybe trying to get coaching from subscriptions. People have like 
coaches have subscriptions where they they you know drop information every month yeah for many dancers when we start talking about necessity of growth everyone understands but automatically start thinking about dance growth or more mentors more dance teachers more workshops and nobody really thinks about business growth like or from growth in business knowledge uh, so how can you like comment do you think being a good dancer being becoming every time better and better dancer would solve the problem in the business area or like financial aspect of teaching uh, performing and teaching like what do you think about that no it will not help you that's what i feel you can get as many certifications as many um trainings in genres of dance and all that but if you don't know how to promote that and how to deliver that where does that leave you how are you going if you don't know how to get that information in front of people where how, where does where does that leave you you have to learn at least how to to get leads or to get people interested in you that's what i mean by leads so they know what you are doing so they know what you're about at least that that is the first step mm-hmm. once you get all the leads you get comfortable with that aspect then you take the next step i absolutely agree i'm on the same page as you in terms of approach but right now for the purpose of this conversation i'll take the side opposite side let's say and like contradict because for many dancers the reply will be like oh i just need to get a better dancer i need to be a super cool performer i need to get famous and uh, that will solve everything i don't want to deal with sales i don't want to go into like uh, this sleazy saley all this stuff uh don't want to learn that what is leads portals etc i just i just know that i need to be a, a great dancer and become famous do you think to be a successful dancer and dance teacher is it really necessary to become super famous in the dance circles um i No, I don't think so. I think it's are you knowledgeable in what you do? Do you have to be famous? No, not at all. Um I just feel like you you need to know how to work it. It's not about fame. Are you are you providing people the content that they need? Are you providing people a solution to their problem? Do you have to be famous for that? No. No you don't. You just have to provide the content that people need and to the right people. What do you mean by right people? Well, people try to promote to everybody. You can't be everything to everyone. So what I mean is when you are a dancer or you're a teacher and you need to have the right messaging. You can't not that you can't. You can, but It's not effective if you say, "Hi, I've got belly dance classes. Uh, feel joy in your workouts again." That's very general. Um, if you are a current instructor and you have students, I feel that if you survey your students and ask them, "Hey, why do you come to my classes?" or "Why do you stay?" they'll tell you why. What attracts them to you, and then you'll figure out. what you provide what makes you different from everybody else if you're a teacher who does not have students yet 
yet, then you need to dig deep and think about why did you start teaching and or dancing in the first place? What were you passionate about? And then work your messaging around that. Mm. So true. And it's also so important to remember how to the point is your note that you can't be like good for everyone. You can't be fit for everyone. Just like students, if you're talking about teaching area like students, don't necessarily fit you, not Everyone who comes is really your student, not in terms of logistics, oh, they pay money and come to your class, but in terms like they don't belong there, they don't belong to your group of students, and that's normal. And it's that fit between teacher and student, that student looks for the teacher that is best for him, but very often teachers forget to understand or to remember that there should be some filtering around students too. and. I think what you also meant by right, I always think about um, uh, maximizing or uh, multiplying your ideal customer, let's say. Because if, especially for teachers who are active, you probably have at least one student who is great as a student. Not, I mean, not dense uh, skills. That can be beginner, that can be advanced uh, student. That's it's a different topic, and that's your teaching um, task to upgrade them, let's say, and make them grow. But in terms of being a student, their commitment, their energy, their like responsibility, and at least one that would you as a teacher be absolutely happy. And your task is basically to find more people like that. So it's not just a task of oh, as many people in the class as possible. Because that may turn out very badly to the point you will not want to go to that class to teach it. But mm -hmm. it's specific to find like students or people like your ideal customer, ideal student, and try to find more of those and interest them. And I think that's the about the delivery of proper message, how those people can recognize you and identify that they want to come to your class specifically. Yeah, yes. Agreed, agreed 100%. Like, for example, with my classes, what I think differentiates me from other belly dance classes, well, one, it's, it's more of a fitness workout, but my messaging is that it's authentic belly dance plus high-energy fitness. Authentic belly dance, high-energy fitness. Hmm. Not high-energy is is, has this connotation of like, oh, I'm going to get like really high-intensity kind of training. So that's not going to get the person, the beginner person, off the street to come into my classes. And then I have the authentic belly dance, right? So that's gonna get the person who has taken belly dance, the hobbyist, who may want to stick with that, that belly dance style, but now fuse it with the high energy. So then what I get, Yana, then I get the student who is either an intermediate belly dancer or a beginner belly dancer who've already taken belly dance classes who want that cardio component. component. That's what I get from that messaging. When you start putting together your message and trying to apply it to the uh, business system, you also mentioned that you start trying to out automate as many things as possible. What was the best automation you did so far that really helped and eased your uh, work life? Um, well, first of all, I have this fabulous 
tech and systems person who works for me. Her name is Angelina. Shout out to Angelina. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> um, what it is, I think, creating subscriptions, creating memberships, which means that someone who's a member, they have a portal where they can view all of their trainings or all of their classes. That was the most important thing. Instead of me having to say, all right, um, you know, like always deliver new things and live. Everything can be pre-recorded. I can do everything at one shot. I can, uh, what do you call that, batch it, mm -hmm. and then just deliver it onto their portal. Although I, I do have live options as well, but I give people options. How's that? But the, but the membership is what really changed the game. Mm. Did you decide to go a little bit like techy, uh, tech, since we start talking about technical aspects, like when you decide to go with the membership, because it's uh, on the mind of many dancers. And if three years ago, it was just like online, 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 how to figure out online. Now people trying to structure and many people consider, or instead of trying to sell separate like, classes all the time, might as well maybe put it at some membership. So, but they often ask themselves, okay, but how to approach it, how to do it from technical point of view. So did you use like some resource that already was, you know, like had a structure and you just need to deliver your content and work through it? Or did you decide to do your website, your own website, like from the scratch, building all the systems? And maybe you have some tips for some dancers who are thinking now about creating their memberships, like where to start, where even to start searching for information and how to put it together. Sure, sure. Um, sure, I mean, there's many companies that start from scratch and build it from the ground up the way they want it. But why do that? There's something called plugins, <laughs> right, and widgets. So, I mean, I mean, if you have a website, right, um, for that website, you have to research what are the plugins that you can use, membership plugins they're called. But then there is a learning curve. You've got to learn what this membership plugin does. You've got to learn all its features. But yeah, no need to work from the ground up. Just find what is who, what website you have and find the plugin that works for that. Yeah, the reason why I ask is because for dancers, again, very often many dance teachers, they're shying away from like technical or business questions. So many dancers still may have impression that, oh, to create a website, I need to learn coding or I need to hire someone. And so there are many platforms that help you to create a website in a very easy and almost like visual form. And then mm -hmm. some of them have these options or this membership plugins or like if it's courses, etc. Uh, so uh, I was curious, like, what, what was your choice, like, to go from the scratch and just know, oh, okay, it's my own, especially if you have a nice tech person <laughs> to help it, yeah. or to, yeah. to use one of those, those kind of, like, website platforms. You know, Jana, there's, there's a way, if I may interject, there's a way that dancers can do it so lean, even without a membership. Of course, there's going to be, you're going to have to do a few things manually, but I think it's still possible to do it manually for like up to 200 people. Then you're going to need to get a, a membership, like um, a plug-in. But there's lean ways you can do it via Vimeo or via YouTube. You can figure that out and have it live on a landing page. There's, there's many ways there's workarounds that you could figure out based on the limited knowledge you have and maybe the limited funds you have. 
Yeah, or at least to start with, and if it's just like something it. manually, you have some part of people, some group, and then transfer them to more automated uh, website. That that's also a great tip. Yeah. I also know that in the last few years, you took your online teaching literally to the next level. Because in the previous conversation, we were talking about online teaching and your system too. But um, now it's very different. And one of the big projects that you do, it's not just teaching classes, combination of ballet dance and fitness, but you also teach and coach other teachers, dance teachers, and you have Sharky Academy, Instructor Academy, which has element of helping with teaching skills, but also helping with business skills. So can you tell a little bit more about this project and why did you decide to start it at the first place? Yes. Okay. So I started the Academy because, um, me, when I was a young instructor, when I would get certified, I would be given a piece of paper and they say, good, you're certified. Bye. Good luck. And nobody taught me anything. How do I get a class? How do I, you know, find people to my, in my classes? Um, so that's why I started this academy. Um, it's three months and we uh, learn first the format of Sharky, which is you don't have to just implement in fitness classes. You can implement this format in your regular dance classes. It's just a way of teaching, breaking down and build up. After the three months, then we work on business. Um, and the business happens in the continuing education platform, another membership called crew this is where all the magic happens this is where we teach people how to um find a class how to stay lean how to even from the beginning stages how to upload a video how to upload a picture captions hashtagging um how to even set up your online studio we have a course on that as well um all that all that we're finding that um, belly dancers are not as savvy so we just start right from the beginning um, we even have how to start social media how to create your own website so um, yeah it's it's taken me quite a number of years to figure out that this is what people need but I finally got there <laughs> mm. and did you start because you wanted it as a like passion you wanted to share this content or it was requests from students? How did you get the idea of specifically this kind of course and academy? Uh, requests, of course. And I want instructors to be successful. I've got to over deliver, right? If they want to stay with me, and keep learning from me, I'd always have to come up with content and I have to, you know, I have to keep them happy. They are my customers in a sense, right? Essentially, um, um, that and, and I would say the number one reason is if they're successful, I am successful. And we need to change the world's perception of what belly dance is. And so I can't do that by myself. I can only do that with a community, mm. a village. So, so true. On this uh, three months journey, what 
do you feel are the topics that dancers feel the most resistance or difficulty uh, learning? I'll tell you, Yana, because <laughs> I'm going through it right now, because uh, we, we have a cohort for this uh, academy right now. Um, it's, I would say, for belly dancers, the struggle is with teaching while in motion. Because a belly dancer usually structures their class where they're teaching. Sometimes they stop and they explain a little bit more. So the whole idea of moving and teaching and talking and explaining is a new principle for them while trying to listen to the beat of the music and having to cue at the same time. There's a lot going on in their heads. It's, it's, it's a radically different format than, the, than what they're used to. Radically different format of teaching. That's one. The second thing is the music. Here's why. Um, belly dancers, I feel, from my experience, are used to listening to music based on the melody. Whereas now they have to listen to music based on the beat. Does that make sense? But this is in the format of like this fitness belly dance uh, combination, right? Yes, um, but it can be used in dance uh, class as well. It's just a style of teaching. You don't have to make it fitness. To make it not fitness, you just slow it down. It's just merely a style of teaching. I was looking before this interview, I was looking through your website, Sharky Instructors Academy website, and you emphasize a lot on the importance of confidence for teachers. Why do you think uh, confidence is such an important thing? Because you mentioned on your website, it's quite a few times uh, I caught my attention, like, oh, here you talk about confidence, here you talk about confidence. You're not even talking, I think, that much about like teaching skills itself. I mean, they're, of course, important, that's by definition. But why you emphasize confidence so much? Okay. Well, I feel that as teachers, we need to command a class, and that takes confidence, I feel. Um, you've got to learn how to be in front of a class, learn how to stand. You know, people can, can get that essence from someone based on how they are, they're standing, how they speak. Are you speaking from your diaphragm or from your chest? Are your eyes bright and open? Are you speaking slowly? Are you speaking fast? Yeah. Um, it, a lot of teachers, it's all about mindset, I feel. Um, can you do it? Do you feel like an imposter? Um, am I able to learn this new kind of format? We all start with mindset and then we learn the skills. This is another very interesting topic that you brought up, like the question, am I like good enough? Am I ready? So for someone who is not a teacher yet, but thinking, oh, I would love to do, I dream, maybe they are dreaming about being a teacher. How to figure out that you are ready to start at least trying to teach? Um, I feel that once you know how to you know the beginner beginner sorry beginner skills um 
under your belt, like beginner moves, nothing advanced. I feel like you're ready to teach. You know, I know some people can be like, what? wow, no, um, here's why you need to teach to learn. You've got to make the mistakes. Um, so maybe starting out, not getting paid for what you do, start out by teaching free classes. That is your school is you have to start teaching to know if you screwed up in something or you did something great. So I think you're ready to start at any point. But I think the difference is whether you're going to exchange money for services. <laughs> and when is that point that person may be ready to charge for the teaching? I mean, I think it's all individual. Um, uh, I guess people, I guess they might be ready to charge when, when people stay. And, and they feel like their students are getting progress and they see results. Then, and then I feel like, okay, that they, they should be feeling like, okay, I am doing something right. In terms of um, charging people for classes, it's another pinpoint for dancers. I guess we are going the, today through the talks of pinpoint and blocks in dancers' mindset. But charging for classes or performances in this sense too, uh, it's another pain point that dancers often don't know how much to ask or they kind of have some number, but they are very shy or afraid, I would say not even shy, afraid to tell that number. How to deal, and this is absolutely definitely the matter of confidence also especially if you have some number, but you're afraid to say it loud to, to a student, potential student. How can someone build up a confidence in terms of charging money and decent money for their classes? And what are possibly the twists or tweaks in the mindset of dancers approaching this question of charging money for services, regardless, is it teaching services or performing services? Mm. <sighs> Great question. Um, again, I feel like it's all individual. I can only speak for myself. I'm a hustler. So I have no qualms for asking. Um, um, okay, first. If you want to start off with a price point, I think you need to do your research on what is the average rate that a dance instructor is getting in your local community. That's one. And then I think about, well, I work my ass off on, on teaching these classes, so I really want to get paid what I'm worth. Sometimes I go 10%, 15% higher than that average rate even 20%. So for example, let's say uh, here in Philadelphia, the average rate is $40, $40 for a teacher if you're teaching in a studio, right? I ask for 60. I don't mind the negotiation. I have them negotiate down and then I'll usually get 50. I'm always, I still remain on the higher average. Um, and as far as the confidence, suck it up. That's what I say. Suck it up. Keep you know what suck it up means? <laughs> you can clarify. We have many listeners uh, from my different son, countries. 
my son says this, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> um, it means get over it. Get over it. Continually get used to talking about it. Get used to talking about money. And I think that's the only time that you're going to like just feel more relaxed about it. I know that's a little hard. And I wish um, there was a softer worry about it or an easier way. But there isn't. You just got to do. Just got to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, in uh, your instructor's academy, students have opportunity to ask like for feedback or send a question. I'm pretty sure there is such option uh, of you hearing their like, concerns, questions or comments from students who are taking your instructor's course. What is the most um, recurring question or comment or kind of like concern uh, from your students who are training to be potential or bad instructors specifically regarding the topic of business side not like teaching skill set but the business side of it that you keep kind of receiving again and again this topic comes up from different students i don't know how to promote what do i do teachers always ask me about How can they start? How do they start promoting? It's always about social media. They're nervous. They're nervous about putting themselves out in the world and just getting started. Yeah. Um, here's what I tell them. Get over it. You just have to start. And FYI, or for your information, video is king. We're all getting inundated, you know, with a lot of stuff in our feed. Most of the time, people will stop at a video. Yeah, so video is king. If you don't want to show yourself on camera, it's fine. Have a beautiful picture maybe with your voice over it or have um, you know, a video of your class with your voice over it. You don't have to be on camera at first. But in order for people to get into your classes, people have to know you and see you and like you. How are they going to do that without seeing you and knowing how you perform and dance and whatever. Um, so yeah, that is the most asked question mm-hmm. is social media and how do I start? In terms of promotional uh, channels, like you mentioned social media, but if to ask in general, because I bet you probably use or you are familiar with multiple channels to promote uh, uh, your classes, not just social media. So what do you feel is some of the good and efficient promotional channels, but the, how to say, the least utilized or the least used by dancers uh, or least incorporated by dancers that many teachers, many dance teachers are missing out Uh, by not using or not even knowing about it. Is it the video aspect that you mentioned or maybe you have something else on your mind right now? Mm. I feel that the, okay, I feel in general and business, people get the most benefit by nurturing their email list. Mm. Why? Because That's where I make the most money. That's where I get the most sales is via the email list. And that's how I nurture. Yeah. That's number one. Okay. Um, 
definitely have to do social media because that's how you're going to get leads and people onto your email list. That's the, the jumping board, right? Um, what else? Um, and what's working really great now are Facebook groups. Yeah. So I think I, so I think social media, it's free. It can be organic or you can, it can be paid. You can pay for ads, but start with social media so that you can get leads, get people onto your email list, and then you can nurture your email list. And that's how you can, I feel, make most of your money. Mm. Okay, I love this conversation. So many like business aspects and business like uh, elements uh, that I'm pretty sure for many dancers are very, very new. So before I start talking about uh, email lists and all that clarification, just a quick clarification regarding Facebook groups. So what do you mean like Facebook group works? Like if someone like is uh, listening to us and potentially wants to promote their classes, like the question may be like, so do I need to become a part of Facebook groups and start commenting there? Do I need to create a Facebook group? Like what do you mean like Facebook group works for promotion of classes? Great, wonderful, yeah. Um, I feel that uh, well, first of all, right now, right now, you know, it's going to be changing probably in a bit. Facebook groups are really getting a lot of attention. Yeah. In, in the algorithm for Facebook, um, Facebook groups to create your own Facebook group is a wonderful way. Another way to nurture people. Okay. So you've got email list and, or you have, and, or you have a, your own Facebook group of your students who take your classes or people who might be interested in you. So as far as promoting yourself in Facebook, other Facebook groups, that's another way just to get yourself out there saying, hey, I do this, anybody interested or whatever, make sure you, you read the about section and what the rules are. But yeah, so there, there are several ways to nurture and promote. Hmm. I hope that makes sense. Interesting. And regarding the mail list that you mentioned, uh, also, I'm taking the side of like completely unaware <laughs> of what's that, but like really to dig in the basics. So someone over here, like, what do you mean email list? Okay, I can collect people's emails. I will send them the, my like promotion. Like every week I will be sending them email, like buy my classes because they are so awesome. But why would people give me my, their email to receive this kind of like newsletter and uh, if they will see me constantly like doing this salesy promotionally emails why would they stay they will just unsubscribe so what's the point of email list in this case that's a that's a great question okay so nurturing does not mean salesy or sleazy it means nurturing it means you you care about your customers you care about your leads Okay, let me take you through how you can start. Okay, if you do not have a website with an opt-in form, here's a way to get people as a lead without a website. You post on social media, let's say you teaching a class or you dancing in your caption, for the lack of a better caption. You can say, want more? Like what you see? Want to learn this? DM me or private message me and I'd be happy to give you the full recording in exchange for your email or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Then they private message you, whether whatever social media platform it is, you ask for their permission and you take that email and you put it into an email marketing system such as MailChimp, Constant Contact, what have you, MailerLite, whatever you use. Cool? Um, that's one way. Okay. Now, if you have a website, the option is you want, because you always want to take people to your website. That's the information about you. Or take people to a landing page if you don't have a website. That's like the cheap and dirty way to get a website. Again, you put the video up on social media like this. Want more? Want the full choreography? Go here. You have a link to your website or landing page. Opt in. They opt in and they immediately go onto your email list. Okay? Now you have an email list. Let's say you've got 50 to 100 people now. Right? You've been doing that for like the past six months. Now you need, you need to start nurturing them. Like the benefits of belly dance. You know, um, um, uh, the choreography that you did the other week uh, to um, a blog about yourself. Be transparent. People want to know who the heck you are. They, they want to relate to you. Because although people come through the door to your classes because of belly dance, but you know what, Yana? Then they stay because of you. You, the personality, you, the person that makes an impact, you, the person that said that right word the other day. Mm. Okay, just I, will, I would like to add a little comment for those who are maybe less like uh, business savvy or like familiar with terminology because landing page, it can may, it may have many different like uh, variations, but it can be also looking just like a website someone who may not be familiar but it will be like one let's say maybe scroll down page so and it's much cheaper and much easier way of having internet presence which looks visually like a regular website it just doesn't have multiple pages and that's why it's called landing page just wanted to clarify because i know we'll have audience with different level of uh, um, awareness about all these terms and I'm pretty sure many are intrigued because we use a lot of leads, opt-in, portal, like now we yeah. start talking about landing page, uh, newsletter. So if to continue this newsletter idea, so basically you are nurturing your audience with interesting content about yourself, uh, about your classes, but what's the point? So how often or in which way you can actually transform those people into your students, because that's the final goal of why we are creating newsletter in the first place. It's not just to have another, I don't know, that many followers, like Instagram, you have one number, newsletter, you have another number. It's, it's not your followers, it's potentially clients. So in this uh, strategy of nurturing audience, where comes the point of uh, transforming them into actually paying students. Great. Um, so it's the way you construct your blog. So let's say if you're, for example, um, you're, you're say, telling a story about yourself, why you started belly dance, right? Why you start belly dancing. And, and then toward the end, you can be like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm really in love with belly dance. It, 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 it got me off, off the couch and I would love to serve more people and, and show that belly dance can do the same thing for them. 
if you're interested, da 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 I have classes here. But without selling right from the beginning, it's got to be seamless within the story. Or another newsletter can be about, I don't know, um, let's say a recipe, a yummy recipe that is relevant, that's a Middle Eastern recipe or a North African recipe. And um, want to feel Middle Eastern? Make this recipe and let me know and tell me in my class. Just you got to sort of like sneak it in in a way. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be in every every newsletter. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be. We don't do that in every newsletter. In fact, sometimes um, what's a lot of people buy also because we just have links of our classes, the academy um, and, and any other guest workshops that we're offering just in our footer. It just lives in our footer. So when people are scrolling down, they see this P.S. Oh, we have this and this and this. And sometimes that's how they buy. So you can do it both ways. Britain sneaking it into the content or having it live on your footer. Hmm. How much time per week does it take for you to prepare and send a newsletter? Oh, wow. I am not a content writer. I am forced to be a content writer because I'm in business. I have to write. So, um, I, you know, I have people who write for me and my tech person writes all my newsletters of like, what's the upcoming classes and stuff. Um, I think we we may send out three emails a week. Yeah. Um, but then on a busy season, sometimes it's five. It depends what we are launching. But if you're new at this, one newsletter a week. And it can even be one newsletter that incorporates many different topics. You have a section of a recipe. You have a section about you, a story about you. You have a section about a client and their results, Right. You have a section here, video of the week, move of the week. Oh, here's the choreography we did last week. Yeah, it can encompass all of that. Or you can spread it out and do one topic per newsletter. Hmm. So all these topics that we have been talking about, how to promote, how to build newsletter, social media, all this I assume you are teaching in Sharkia Instructors Academy. Um, soon we will. Uh, our instructors are not at that level yet. But within We're a three-month course, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, yes, yes, we do talk about absolutely, but we go more in depth once they're certified inside our instructor platform called Crew. Mm, I see. And uh, I can only imagine how much material you actually deliver there, because even now within this, like, uh, Almost an hour, not yet, <laughs> still have some time, but almost an hour, you already shared so many tips and insights, like, you know, absolutely for free, just like take and dig deeper or at least the directions where the dancers should learn. So that was very generous of you. Thank you so much. And I can only imagine what you actually teach inside your courses and inside your uh, membership area for, for instructors. Uh, But now I want to ask you from a teacher point of view and teacher of not just dance, but business aspect of dance, which topic so far was the most exciting but challenging 
to put your thoughts around in order to create educational material on that topic? Mm. Yeah, I'm just thinking I mean, a lot of it. Um, like what was hard for me to put together in words, but it's the business aspect of teaching. Um, I, Yana, I don't know. I don't have any. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah, I, honestly, what I get the most, Yana, is imposter syndrome. People feel like they don't want to start teaching because they don't look like that other teacher. But they still come That's, to your training for teaching training. That's they do. They get certified. They have the, the certification. They're in my ed education platform, but they still don't jump into it. Mm. And how do you help them to overcome this uh, imposter syndrome? We have mindset webinars. And I have this wonderful woman named Marissa, who is the director of professional development. And she creates courses for that. Um, so, and I just, I really, we, we are really trying to teach women, men, to be strong, that they're powerful, that they can do it, that they know enough. Um, we're finding that so interesting that, that sometimes people just don't take the plunge. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and we're also finding, um, and I feel like this is still the business of teaching here. I got one <laughs> is, is practice. So in order to keep the format under your belt, you have to continually practice, have to, have to, have to. And people need to understand, like, even though they're coming from other schools of training and other styles, they can incorporate that style, but only if they have that format under their belt, if that makes sense. Um, so we're implementing a lot of, um, you know, instructor challenges where, you know, they, they submit their videos to make sure so that we make sure that they're teaching up to par. So that, that, is, that is one of our struggles at the moment, is making sure people teach with the integrity of the format. Mm. So for whom would um, Sharky Academy, Instructors Academy, for whom it would be the best fit? Um, it would be the best fit for someone who is ready to kick it up who is ready to get more people and retain them. Um, I hear from a lot of belly dance instructors, they get students to the door, like their first six weeks, like their first two classes, they get students to the door, and then they leave because, oh, well, I wasn't really interested in doing technique or learning about the history. I just want to move and get my heart rate up. Um, so if you're getting that, that is the clue to maybe kick it up a notch, to maybe learn a different way of teaching, not to forget what you did, to learn a different way of teaching so you can get those people through the door with the way they like how to be, how to be taught. But then you can graduate them to your traditional belly dance classes. So it's someone who's ready to think 
a little bit more out of the box. Um, and definitely, um, yeah, the, the belly dancer is ready to kind of kick it up a notch. Along with Sharky Instructor Academy, what are your other current projects, uh, maybe classes or any other ways that dancers can learn, interact or collaborate with you? Of course, yeah. So I just launched or relaunched a new Facebook group called Elevate Your Teaching and Grow Your Dance Business. That's on Facebook. Um, that is one new thing. Um, we are launching ISWW, and that's the acronym for International Sharky Workout Weekend, where our instructors around the world get to teach a free 30-minute class. Um, in order to get new people through the door. So this is a tactic that we use for instructors to learn how to sell. So what you're doing is you're offering the world a free 30-minute class so they can get people through the door, and then I give them uh, coaching on how to upsell them. Mm. That's Right before they leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then it's a way to promote them. It's a way to promote me, us, and it's a way to get people to dance for free. It's, it's, it's a benefit. And are you still offering just like a regular dance, uh, dance fitness classes? Or right now you transitioned into working specifically with instructors and focusing on helping dancers to become instructors? Or maybe someone who is listening to us right now, like not really interested in becoming an instructor, but they would love to try this format of dance class that you keep talking about. So is there opportunity like that for them? Absolutely. We have the Sharky Virtual Studio that is open to the public, the consumer, just the student who wants to get a workout, as well as who wants to learn uh, other genres of dance. Um, not only do we do Sharky workouts, but we bring in other instructors to teach Belladi, to teach all different types, so like Egyptian style, Turkish, all styles. We want to be sort of the one-stop shop for both workout and uh, traditional belly dance. Um, and then we've, we've done... Um, even strength training workouts uh, for belly dancers as well. Um, and we have core workouts and it's all important. It's all about cross training in your dance, in your fitness. That's just how you become a better, a better dancer, mm. I feel. That's so cool. And uh, yes, we talk a lot on the podcast about the importance of doing different training in different genres and um, more and more the topic of fitness and conditioning for belly dancers comes up again and again. I noticed, especially since our like first talk back then, it was just more like, oh, fitness and belly dance, like in the general like mindset uh, of dancers, or oh, just mixing both. But now more and more talk about importance of fitness for the belly dance activities, which is slightly different angle. So that's interesting. Yeah, I actually teach that. It's called Dance Strong. We, I work on a belly dance movement per week, but I put um, traditional fitness exercises to enhance that belly dance move. So, for example, if the move is a shoulder shimmy, we do traditional fitness movements such as deltoid raises, back flies, forward raises to enhance the shoulder shimmy. Why that's important, You, a lot of belly dancers do 
uh, work on, sorry, do repetitive belly dance to get that movement stronger. But in turn, that's overuse. That's gonna, you're gonna injure yourself. It's very important to cross train, to strengthen those muscles in a different way so that belly dance move can be stronger. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And especially okay. for like some tricky movements, so tricky, because for someone, maybe someone may hear, oh, it's just a shoulder shimmy, like what's the point? But there are other movements like involving spine or involving uh, like strength of legs that require it. So if you just keep doing them with weak muscles and just trying to repeat over and over and over, it's like, one of the surest ways to injure yourself eventually. So additional training is very important. Yes. So before we uh, close up our today's uh, conversation and summarize our today's interview, I would love to ask, uh, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you and to follow your activities? Uh, do you maybe have any... Uh, favorite social media or maybe that's your Facebook group that you mentioned or maybe anything else and if there's anything else that you kind of feel like adding uh, to our conversation today I know we didn't touch all the topics but I was very happy that we digged in the teaching aspect um, of activities so thank you for that but if you feel like you know adding anything else uh, we'll be happy to hear <laughs> Absolutely. So people can find me. Uh, my main website is sharkey.com. That's S-H-A-R-Q-U-I.com. That is where you're going to find information about our Sharkey virtual studio, where you can take Sharkey workout classes as well as traditional belly dance workshops. Um, and you can also find out about the Sharkey Instructor Academy on that website. Um, we also have teachsharkey.com. That's where our academy lives. Um, and also our continuing education platform called Crew Lives. Um, I'd love to invite people to join my Facebook group, Elevate uh, Your Teaching and Grow Your Dance Business. I also have another Facebook group just for the consumer, for the dancer, uh, the students, called Shake Your Beauty Belly Dance. Um, um, Again, I invite people to for International Sharky Workout Weekend if you want to try our workout. Uh, we'll be uh, promoting that really soon. What else? What are and the as dates? Far as the, uh, the dates are February 17th to the 19th. Perfect. Uh, Dance Strong certification will be coming soon. Yeah, that's the course training certification. And um, I would just love to add that it's super important to invest in yourself. If you are confused or if you need help in growing your business or need help in learning how to teach, invest in yourself. It's the only way it's gonna, you're going to make it happen, that it's going to grow. I, I firmly, firmly believe that. Um, also, if you need help in any like, you know, um, admin stuff or technology, hire a VA. Get the help you need to get to that next level. Yeah. As well as join different uh, courses, uh, membership or coaching programs that are specifically target for business. And what a great treat that if you can find someone like already been in the dance sphere and also offering this business education, which is so great that you are doing and offering through your platform, helping so many teachers uh, to upgrade their teaching uh, business 
level. So thank you for bringing those kind of projects alive <laughs> to the world. And uh, I will include all links that you mentioned in the show notes. So all our listeners, you can find directly there and a quick click and go to whichever more spoke to you directly to the website or to the Facebook group, uh, etc. Uh, so all will be there. And I would love to finish, close up our today's conversation with our traditional question, which uh, I asked you three years ago, but I'm very excited to hear uh, your answer now and see like it may change, it may not change, uh, whatever it is at this point of your life. But the question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years i think i like last time i had two answers a personal one and a business one um my personal one changed actually i keep doing belly dance again and again because it brings me closer to my culture um and for business I do it because it just, it, it, the more instructors that I certify, the more instructors that are out in the world, the more they're able to educate the public about this wonderful art form and making an impact on their lives. So it's just, the world just needs more dance, Yana. <laughs> so, and we need more joy. So that's why I keep doing it. That's it for today. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. And before you leave, don't forget to screenshot and share it with your friends. The more people get inspired, the better it is for our dance community. Until next time, keep shimming and see you soon. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, a meeting place for committed dance enthusiasts of all levels. Most of our members shared that the club helped them to improve consistency in their training, meet new dance friends, and discover various topics through hundreds of different tutorials. This is definitely a belly dance training that becomes a lifestyle. Learn more at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes, or simply visit yanadanceclub.com and try for 7 days for free.